The Courage to Lead, episode 179. You're listening to the IB4E Coaching Podcast. Brought to you by IB4E Coaching, business coaching for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business professionals. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com. Hey, Coach Harlan here. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you guys are having an exceptional week. I'm having a great week, and I would love to introduce you to my guest today. Please help me welcome Catherine Van Vono. Catherine is a president and CEO of 24-7VA, a full-service remote staffing company dedicated to helping business owners find the talented individuals so they can focus on growing their business. She leads a team of more than 70 staff located worldwide and oversees the overall growth and success of the company. To date, 24-7 VA has helped more than 2,900 businesses across hundreds of industries find the perfect remote worker and provide virtual workers across the world with a well-paying, satisfying remote career. Catherine resides in Berlin, Maryland, and enjoys traveling with her husband in her free time. On any given day, you'll find Catherine managing her global team right from her kitchen table demonstrating one of the biggest perks of remote work. Catherine, welcome to the show. Hi, Harlan. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is awesome. And I mean, managing it from your kitchen table, that is, I mean, I just want to high five you because that is exactly what the digital nomad life is all about, what the remote world and everybody because of the pandemic. Thank you, pandemic. People are starting to say, hey, I can do this remotely now. Right. Well, the tools are there. Uh, you know, they uh, people were scared. Uh, business owners were scared to allow their employees to do it. But now with the communication tools and productivity tools that are in place, it's it's very easy. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I know a lot of a lot of businesses used to old days. If you weren't sitting directly in front of them where they could see you, you weren't working. Yeah. Exactly. And then when people said, well, hey, can I petition to work at home a day or two a week? you had to be online. You had to be on Teams. You had to be on Zoom or Skype. If that little green dot ever went red, get a phone call. Where are you? Why aren't you working? Right? Yeah. So, I was one of those early telecommuters. Uh, I, yeah. I started um, working with Blue Cross Blue Shield Association and um, through my tenure with them had four children. Uh, and, you know, it at times got a little tough. And then I would you know, request to work from home, but they got me all set up and it was, you know, they were a progressive company back then. Yeah. So, nice. Yeah. Kudos need, to them. We need more of them. And I think we're starting to see a lot of that now. A lot of companies are starting to realize people can be productive yeah. you know, remotely. So Absolutely. all right. I want to come back and talk about how you got your start, how you got to where you are, uh, who you help and how you help them. Okay. But before we get started, I've got 10 questions that I like to ask all of my guests. Um, listeners know these are the questions from the TV show Inside the Actor's Studio, where the host James Lipton asks these same questions of his Hollywood guests from TV, film, and stage. And I figure if they're good enough for the Hollywood elite, they're certainly good enough for my guests. So, <laughs> Catherine, if you're ready, 10 questions for you. All right. Question number one, what is your favorite word? Happiness. Nice. What is your least favorite word? Oh, I have a few of them, but I'll choose discrimination. Mm, okay. What turns you on? I, I'm a very organized person. So just forward progress, checking off my list that I'm accomplishing things, I think is really gets me excited. <laughs> nice. That's good. What turns you off? Uh, feeling overwhelmed. 
Uh, if I'm trying to do too much multitasking and feel like I just can't complete anything because I'm jumping, I'm hopping from one task to another. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What sound or noise do you love? Uh, birds chirping. Uh, we live in a canopy of trees here mm. uh, on the eastern shore and in the mornings, it's beautiful. So nice. just hearing the little chirps of the beautiful little birdies. Very cool. What sound or noise do you hate? Mm. I lived in New York for a while in Manhattan and I would have to say traffic. Yeah. Horns and buses. It, it never stops. Mm -mm. <laughs> never stops. No. All right. Question seven. What is your favorite curse word? Okay. So I'm not a big use of curse words, um, but um, what I always say are things like holy cow or darn it or, you know, things like that. Yeah. Perfect. They're really, yeah. they're, they're, they're child friendly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Very good. All right. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Uh, well, uh, what I um, wanted to do as a youngster was always be a clinical psychologist. So I nice. didn't follow that path, but that would have been something uh, that I would want to do. Yeah, there's still time. Yeah, I know. Oh, I feel a little bit as a business owner, as a clinical psychologist. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Enough said. Yes, yeah. absolutely. All right. What profession would you not like to do? Um, I. I admire our first responders, our police, our firemen, um, but I can't ever see myself running toward danger. Uh, so I, that would not be something that I would want a profession I would want, yeah. All right, final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, that's a great one. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. <laughs> Anything short of welcome <laughs> is a little concerning, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Might it would be, yeah, the other door is over there. Yeah, come um, see your whole family. They're here too. Nice. Very cool. All right. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about how you got your start, how you got to where you are today, who you help and how you help them, um, some of the things you have going on. And at some point, we'll transition into courage and leadership. Okay. okay. Awesome. All right. So listeners, we will talk about all of that and more right after this. So stick with us. Imagine having a trusted group of CEOs at your disposal. Imagine having your very own peer advisory team who could work you through the problems and questions in your business before you had to make those difficult decisions. Imagine you had a group of advisors that had your back and met for the sole purpose of making you successful in your business. What would you be able to accomplish then? Well, you don't have to imagine anymore. You can have that and more when you join my Business Success Mastermind Group. Join my Business Success Mastermind Group today. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com forward slash mastermind. And I'm back with my guest, Catherine Panvono. Thank you again for taking time out to, uh, to visit us on the podcast. I really appreciate it. So let's look at your LinkedIn profile. You've got a master's degree in industrial and organizational psychology and a doctorate in educational research and applied statistics. Mm -hmm. So uh, you're no slouch. This is not just a side gig type thing. I mean, you've got some chops. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, it was uh, the choice was get a job or stay in school. Um, school was great. I loved learning. I, um, I absorbed things very quickly. I loved the relationships with faculty. So 
Um, I was even uh, a college, I was an associate professor while mm -hmm. I was getting my PhD. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and that was at Virginia Tech? At Virginia Tech. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Beautiful campus. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. And then I know you had positions at CSR, you had positions at Blue Cross Blue Shield. Mm -hmm. at, at what point did you transition over to 24-7 VA? Uh, I took, I, I, re, I retired uh, from, from my corporate career because I had had four children along the way. And I decided that it was important that I stay home and, and raise them. Uh, my youngest at that time was one, my oldest, I think was seven or eight. So um, I felt that I had, you know, put in my time uh, and wanted just to be part of the family. Uh, as my kids grew, uh, my middle daughter actually, um, uh, got a show in New York. Mm. Uh, uh, it's an off, it was an off-Broadway show, but with Julie Tamer, she was an incredible director, director of Lion King. Nice. Uh, and so it was an opportunity I felt like she couldn't, she couldn't miss out on. So I took my youngest daughter and my, that, my two younger ones to New York. Uh, and, you know, what do you do in New York when your kids are doing stuff and you're sitting in a little box apartment? And that's how 24-7 VA sort of really? sort of happened. Yeah, it was uh, it was a business concept that my husband had that he was, you know, sort of letting go dead. And, you know, yeah. he's an entrepreneur, entrepreneur and he was moving on to his other things. And I said, hey, I love the concept of overseas staffing. Mm -hmm. um, and I started it in a little apartment in New York and grew it um, to where it is today. Very cool. Yeah, as a I was a management consultant for about thirty years, and on our pro projects, we always had outsourced right um, mm -hmm. overseas help, where we could do some of the work here. We would turn it over to them, and they're on a different time zone, right? So while we're sleeping, they're at work, and when we wake up, everything is done, ready for us and stuff. And it was just a perfect relationship. It was mm -hmm. great. Yeah, and um, you know the larger companies back then were the only companies that were really had access to outsourcing yeah. and offshoring. Uh, and so the concept of 24-7 VA was really grew out of helping solopreneurs and small business owners have that same level of access to, to outsource work. Very cool. Mm -hmm. So how do you find your talent? Uh, we have a variety of job boards that we post on, you know, because we've been in business for so long, there's a lot of word of mouth and referral. Sure. Um, we're coming out with a great referral program uh, that we think is really going to um, uh, to increase our, our incoming applications. But we get on at any day uh, more than 150 applications uh, wow. that, are, that are coming through our system. Um, we also do paid ads, obviously, on Facebook. A lot of companies um, are doing that. But yeah, uh, it's high volume uh, that is coming to us. Nice. And I know it's 24-7 VA, but these are not just virtual assistants. You've got people who have a wide range of skills, right? Exactly. Um, virtual assistant is, is just a, you know, a, a term for somebody that can help you remotely. Any skill set. It can be you know, from you know, data entry to accounting to IT to creative services. Um, it runs any skill set we will nice. recruit for. Mm -hmm. And then is there a rigorous process for uh, training or, or verifying these, these virtual assistants so you know that they have the skills you're looking yeah, for? Yeah, that, I think that's what sets us apart from just talent marketplaces like Upwork and mm -hmm. Online Jobs PH. 
is that, um, yeah, when they come through our system, they're well vetted, they're skill tested, and they're either skill tested through going through one of our training programs that's multi-day, um, or if, it's, if we're trying to fast track them, uh, we'll just have a subject matter expert do one-on-one -on -one skill assessments with them. And um, so, yeah, when they go through all that, um, we collect uh, their government IDs, we ensure that there's no criminal background, we do social media checks. So, yeah, they're just um, really well vetted. So you, you really feel secure when you're sending that candidate out to a client for an interview. Nice. And how long have these folks been with you? Have you had some for a long period? Uh, yeah, I've had I've, I've had one lady with me. She's the head of our HR and recruiting areas, and she's been with me since 2015. Yes. So along, yeah, our operations director came on about four years ago. Uh, my sales executive sales manager has been with me now for three, four years. So um, our turnover rate is very low, uh, especially for staff. Mm -hmm. uh, staff jobs. Uh, you know, I can't control every client and how they treat their right. remote workers, and that's unfortunate. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, but um, yeah, for, for people that are working for me, um, I, I treat them very well, and they stay around. Excellent. Yeah, now I, I think it's neat that you are a virtual staffing agency, and your team is virtual too. You don't have the full brick and mortar offices and cubicles and everything. No brick and mortar. Um, I am the only uh, member of the team here in the United States. So we are what they call a fully distributed and fully remote company. So um, I have workers from Pakistan, India, um, Argentina, Philippines, uh, wow. you know, all over. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. It's really fun. So I had a, a panel discussion the other day um, with a few previous podcast guests. We got together and we we're talking about company culture and how difficult building a company culture can be. You're in a virtual environment. How do you maintain? Well, first, what is your company culture like? And then how do you maintain that in a virtual environment? Yeah, so um, the company culture really stems you know, from leadership, I believe. And um, I've always had an open door policy. Um, I'm very welcoming and inclusive uh, in all of the decision-making for the company. Uh, we have um, one of the things that we noticed a few years ago is that um, some team members felt like, you know, they were just alone, you know, working mm -hmm. at home. And so we've now created um, interest groups uh, where there's a book club, there's a gaming nice. club, uh, and, um, you know, there's a fitness club. And, and so we allow for these activities to go on during work hours. Um, uh, and we do a lot of video, a lot of video calls, um, you know, so it's company cultures, it's hard in any company, but sure. it's really hard in a remote, fully distributed company like ours and it takes yeah. a lot of work, uh, well, and attention to it. Exactly. Because, mm -hmm. you know, in, when you're working in an office environment, you encounter people in the hallways, in the lunchroom, right? The coffee room, wherever you can strike up those conversations, chit chat with people. You can see somebody who's a little down and you can go over to them and say, Hey, how's everything going? What's going on? Talk to me in a virtual environment. You don't always know when things are happening. No, you don't. Uh, unless, unless they feel like confiding in you. Uh, and that's what our company culture is like. It's, it's confide. Don't ever be scared. 
I do, I accommodate, um, for instance, like I had a, a, my uh, operations manager came to, to me the other day, she lost her babysitter hmm. uh, and she has a young child. And I said, well, I'll accommodate whatever you need. Uh, let's just shift your schedule, you know, your schedule around so that, you know, you can be working while she's napping and, um, and let's break it up. So we're highly accommodating. Nice. You could probably teach some companies some lessons on how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have a lot of best practices. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot of companies really do well through remote hiring like this, and then I've seen others crash and burn. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really communication is key. Absolutely, no, definitely. Uh, even in a brick and mortar environment, mm-hmm. communication is key. Um, but I think this uh, this whole virtual world kind of it took us all by surprise, right? Nobody nobody anticipated a pandemic. Right. Nobody anticipated having remote teams. And once the company started shutting down a little bit, people said, hey, I'm going to go do something else. Mm-hmm. And now these business owners are, are forced to, to find you know, help. And, and I think they're turning to, to virtual help. Um, did the pandemic help your business? Did, did you guys grow during that time? Uh, we um, had a lot of clients in the e-commerce niche. Uh, and... Um, a lot of them, unfortunately, you know, people were not at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, were, were scared. And so product purchasing was a little down. I had some clients that sold masks and uh, PPE equipment. So, you know, those clients boosted up. But in general, um, uh, we, we remained stable. Uh, that's when we launched our telehealth VA service, um, when we saw that you know, clinics and, and health systems were becoming overloaded and you couldn't find the staff. Uh, we quickly put together that service and grew that side of our business um, wow. during that time. Very mm-hmm. cool. So when you get calls from these companies, what, what, are, they, what are they looking for? Is it just a, a short-term help or is it somebody to fill that gap that they have? Yeah, uh, it it's runs the gamut. So some people are looking just for seasonal help. Um, it could be, you know, the hospitality industry or e-commerce. You know, they scale up at certain times of the year and then scale back down. Um, uh, some look just for project-based. You know, they have, you know, five things they need to get done. And, uh, and so they hire for that. Um, but most companies, I think, are looking for long-term. Um, once they bring someone on board, they go through the effort of training them, relationship building with them. That you know, they don't want to lose that person. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think the majority. I would say seventy percent of our business is more for long term. Wow. And then are these like contract employees to you? Or are they ten ninety nine to you? They are independent contractors. We we hold the tax form, the W eight Ben form, okay. which is a foreign independent contractor um, status. So. Um, yeah, so the, the companies that hire us as a, as a service mm-hmm. get a W-9 uh, from me that they claim on their taxes. But um, yeah, there's no tax implication for our clients. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Man. Has that shift to the remote workers, is that something that your clients are, are easy with, comfortable with, or are they still struggling a little bit? Uh, well, it depends. There are some, um, some of our clients have come to us where they have hired through talent marketplaces uh, and failed. You know, they didn't necessarily enjoy the experience. Uh, some of them have come from other virtual staffing companies uh, like ours. So there's some of them that come that already know 
how to how to deal and work with somebody across the world. Um, those that don't, uh, we do a lot of handholding, um, and uh, you know they they get assigned an account manager when they're onboarding with their VA and us, uh, and we share with them all the best practices that we know. Uh, and um, and one of the biggest ones is it takes time. It takes time. Don't you can't hire somebody and then not talk to them right. and expect them to do what you know you need to have done. Um, uh, so there, it takes time to to work with somebody and get them to where they need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you're hired, hiring skilled labor, um, like you know a creative designer, um, they get they have to get to know your style. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you have to you have to really give them the time and attention to make them a productive member of your team. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, same thing in the brick and mortar businesses. Okay. You can't just hire somebody and say, okay, go follow Bob and do what he does and then let him go. Mm-hmm. You'll lose yeah. them almost immediately. Yeah, you know? exactly. Or they'll damage your business one way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you do, you want to stay in contact with them. How are things going? What are, what are you learning? What, what else can I do to help? What did I miss? on the onboarding, because a lot of times that's that's key. You know, the attracting and hiring a great employee is one thing. Onboarding them, getting them used to the culture, the way things work, how you submit your paperwork, how you do this, that takes time. It takes time, yeah. And so some clients come and they think it's it's turnkey, and, and it really is, it's, we're a turnkey service, meaning, you know, you don't have to do any of this pre-work. I and mean, we're gonna send you vetted, skilled, talented workers, but it takes some energy on your part too, to make it work. So from a psychological standpoint, is there a certain type of person you look for? Is there like a certain type of person that would be a great virtual assistant? Oh, on the virtual assistant side? Oh yeah, somebody that has strong attention to detail, someone that's highly communicative, um, someone that asks clarifying questions, the easiest thing to do. You know, but sometimes they're so nervous about losing their job that they'll go off and do something with and do it the way that they think it should be done without going and saying, hey, um, you know, uh, can you clarify this and this before I before I do it? Um, But, yeah, somebody who takes it seriously, uh, someone that has a home office. Not everybody can have a, you know, a beautiful home office. Mm -hmm. All you need to do is have a space in a separate area of your house that's quiet. And conducive to to working, um, you know. Even though I say I work from the kitchen table, it's just me and my dog, <laughs> so that's conducive to working. I mean, I don't have you know my four kids are not running around the table screaming "mommy" at me um, yeah. anymore. Uh, but um, but yeah, so we we look for you know someone who's serious about the their equipment, um, making sure that they're prepared and have a working mic and. Uh, you know, the smallest things like that make a big difference. Sure. Absolutely. So I was going to say, do you have a, uh, a checklist? Here's the things we expect you to have as far as the laptop and, and internet uh, yep. speeds and everything. Because like, I know my wife and I are digital nomads right now. So we're traveling around. There are some places where you have great internet service and other places where you're lucky if you get a phone call, right? Yep. So in, in the areas where these people are, is that one of the things you... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, and yeah. Communication, communication infrastructure is key. Um, but we have, uh, and it depends, you know, our specs vary. Um, so if you're going to be, um, you know, an IT programmer, 
um, the computer specs that you would need are a little different than somebody that's just doing general admin work. But yes, um, we have we have uh, minimum thresholds that they have to meet across all of those things. Nice. Mm -hmm. And so, do you have any advice for somebody who's looking to become a, a virtual worker wherever they are? Uh, we um, we welcome everybody. Uh, that's uh, and anybody can do it. Uh, there is, uh, you know, that the, the world is endless. The job opportunities are endless. Um, you get to learn. Uh, you know, sometimes you're thrust into other tasks that you weren't initially hired for because you're helping, you know, smaller business owners. Uh, and so you're you're constantly growing. You're in a state of growth all the time, rather than stagnation. So. Um, you know, it's a wonderful world out there and there's lots of opportunity and, and you as a digital nomad, I mean, that's, that's what you get. Sure. If, if you can, you can, you know, work from anywhere with stable exactly. internet. Exactly. Very cool. So let's talk about courage. Um, again, you've got your degrees, you've had some great jobs, CSR, uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield, um, adjunct professor. Where did you find the courage? I mean, yeah, you said you had your kids at home. They kind of needed you at the moment, everything like that. That may have been the impetus for the change. That would scare a lot of people. They would think, I can't, right? Which is by word, I don't like. I don't like can't. I will accept I won't do something. I don't like I can't do something because I think we can all do things. But that would have been scary for some people. Where did you find the courage to say, this is what I'm going to do? Yeah, it's um, the, the most scary thing about it was losing that income. <laughs> uh, it's, it was a big step for my sure. husband and I to make that decision. Um, but for me, it's something that I had, plan I, I had planned for for many, many years. I knew that, I, you know, I, I already knew that that was my end game. Um, I wasn't going to go through having four children and, you know, to continue working and missing, missing out on being the Girl Scout uh, mom or the yeah. football team mom. And, and I wanted to do all of that. So the courage, you know, the courage was already there in me. Uh, I just knew it was my end game. Okay. Yeah. Did you have entrepreneurs in your family? Did you learn that from I did. I did. Um, um, my mother was a, a, a waitress her whole life, and um, she married my stepfather, who was an entrepreneur um, in the restaurant industry. Um, and so, um, so yeah, I think I learned from them, and I, I learned how great it was to um, to be home a lot around and and have income and be home. Um, so, so yeah, my husband's an entrepreneur. I, what does your husband do? He's now in construction and real estate, um, but he started many, many businesses along the way. He started um, back when we first came um, back from grad school. He started a. He was sitting on my mom's stoop one day, looking at, you know, looking out across the street at the other houses, and he saw a truck drive up and pave or seal a driveway. And he said, "Oh." That's a good idea. So he started a, a driveway ceiling company. That driveway ceiling company, you know, launched into deck building, and then that launched into, you know, you know, just on and on and on. Yeah, on and on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, That's I've great. been around entrepreneurs a lot. That's great. But a lot of people, like I said, they they like that comfort zone of the nine mm. to five. They like the safety net. Um, even if they're an entrepreneur, right? You're in a business and they say, hey, we're going to start this new product. I want you to head up this new product. Great. 
you're an entrepreneur because you still have that safety net and the money behind you. But that's stepping out and saying, I'm going to create something on my own. That's, that's not always easy for folks. No, it's not. And um, my husband was able to do it because I was that safety net for him. So if you're in a partnership with somebody early on, you do need that. So somebody's got to, somebody's got to give. Absolutely. Um, and I, I was, I was the giver and then it switched. <laughs> exactly. yeah. I, I could not do, I could not do what I'm doing if I didn't have the support of my wife. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's it great. takes, it takes two. Sure. Yeah. If you have that opportunity, it's a good thing. Yeah, but look at this. I mean, mega empire you've built around the world. You've got 70-something employees. That's awesome. Yeah, and I was able, you know, as I said, I started it in this little apartment in New York, um, but I didn't take my salary for several years, uh, probably three years before I started taking my salary. And I was able to do that Hmm. because I was leaning on my husband. Um, And so, yeah. And that gave me, you know, reinvesting everything I had and back into the company um, and growing it. So, yeah. Not not something I recommend, you know, not paying yourself. (laughs) No, no, I know it's not. It's yeah. Yeah. But but reinvesting. Absolutely. You want to reinvest some money back into the company and and grow. Yeah. Yeah. So very cool. Good stuff. So you do have some staff, virtual staff, if I was to bump into any of these folks wherever they are around the world and ask them what kind of leader you are, what would they tell me? What kind of leader are you? Um, I think I lead by example. Uh, I have a great deal of integrity uh, and compassion uh, for, for my team. Um, and as I said, you know, I'm just really an open door. I, I surround myself with, I really surrounded, have surrounded myself with smart people. Uh, and uh, they know a lot more than I do in their respective fields of expertise. And I rely on them uh, to help me make decisions. Uh, and um, so I think I'm an inclusive, I'm a very democratic leader where everybody's got a say um, in the, the projection of our company. Yeah. Excellent. I think the empathetic leader is is something we need more of, you know. Yeah, yeah, compassion and empathy. It's it's so important um, that you know you are you're dealing with human beings, and everybody's in a different spot in their life uh, along that journey, uh, and um, and you have to you have to understand that uh, they're not our they're not robots, right? Yeah. Uh, they don't, and you want them to enjoy coming to work. That's my sure. biggest thing is I want you to come to work and enjoy it and enjoy talking to me and enjoy interacting with Susie. And, um, and if you don't, then that's when it's, it's, you know, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. When it stops being fun. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. But again, that's that company culture that you've built. Yep. Yeah. I think I have. That's I great. do. <laughs> yeah. Love to have some of my team with me. <laughs> Maybe. Excellent. So what's next for you? I mean, you've done so much and accomplished so much. What's what's next? Uh well, I'm gonna I'm not leaving uh 24-7 VA. I've had some some offers of people wanting to come. What I'd like to do with the company is number one, expand into the government contracting. Okay. So not only doing the commercial side, but you know, moving in uh to government contracting and bringing this 
to government agencies, the nice. concept. Nice. Um, I also want to move toward an employee-owned company uh, where the, you know, they can share in company profits. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, one of my biggest purposes, uh, I, you know, I've said it from at the beginning is, is helping small businesses, um, helping them be able to afford uh, talent, to find talent and to, to scale, but also on the flip side, you know, bringing rewarding career opportunities to communities around the world that otherwise wouldn't have these opportunities. Um, so, you know, really it's a two-pronged, um, you know, mission for me. And I don't plan on leaving anytime soon unless the good Lord takes me. <laughs> so. Um, that is awesome. Yep. And a lot of these folks you, you talk to online, but you've never actually met in person, right? I've never met any of them in person. Wow. So we are planning, uh, you know, uh, at some point um, of me flying, uh, the biggest hub we have of, of staff and, and other and workers that work through our company is in the Philippines. Mm. Um, so we are, we do have plans for that, nice. a big get together. So. Oh, darn, I have to go to the Philippines. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, I just don't know when that is, but that's something that uh, will happen in the future. Nice, that is awesome. Mm -hmm. Very cool, good stuff. So if people want to learn more about 24-7 VA, how can they do that? What's your website? Okay, the website is, um, you know, our, our company name is spelt a little weird for people. Uh, it's, you know, two, the numerics, two zero, spell out F-O-U-R, numeric seven, and then V is in virtual, A is in assistant.com. Um, so they can always visit our website. Our website has tons of information, lots of resources available um, for um, both virtual assistants and clients. Um, but they can also, um, we have a Facebook page, obviously LinkedIn can always reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, we, I've got someone that's monitoring that all the time. They'll get the messages to me. Uh, you can call us. Uh, we have a toll-free number. It's really easy to remember, 833-HIRE-A-VA. Nice. <laughs> you can't forget that one. But just remember, it's 833, not 888. 833-HIRE-A-VA. Right. Eight, but um, uh, yeah, uh, please reach out. Um, we'd love to help any of your listeners um, awesome. enjoy delegating to a virtual assistant. Sure. And if, if virtual assistants want to if somebody wants to become a virtual assistant, they can reach you on the website. Can, say, right? Yeah, on the website, there's a become a VA menu bar. Uh, nice. It gives you all of our open positions that we're currently actively um, trying to fill. And then also our talent pooling positions. Uh, you can also come and just join our talent network. Um, you may not need, you know, just send us your resume. We can parse it in our ATS system. And whenever, you know, job matches, uh, your skill sets, you know, we'll send you emails and who knows, there may, so there may yeah. be a job that pops up that you might be interested in. That's great. Mm -hmm. And then are there any specific skill sets you're looking for right now? Something that you, you're having trouble filling? We are, we are, we are, um, at, I have some company. Um, uh, we are looking to expand our IT services area. And so we're heavily looking for some Java programmers right now. Um, WordPress programmers, but yeah, uh, that's a new service that we just, we've decided to pull IT in-house because we can control it more than having 
you know, individual virtual assistants working directly with clients. Yeah, they get managed and it's safer. IT is a tough, tough area. IT is tough, absolutely. Yeah, to, you know, to, for someone to open up their website to somebody that they're not fully confident in. Yes. So we do that in-house now. Cool, very cool. And I know you have a, a special offer. We do. We do. We have a special offer for all your listeners. um, And it's a $300 credit uh, that um, for hiring a full time VA through our company. Uh, The code is save 300, I believe, and I'm sure you'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, save 300. Uh, And that's and just have to tell um, our our business growth specialist that you talk to uh, when you uh, call us that that you were listening to the courage to lead Harlan and um, and yeah we'll know we'll know anybody coming in from you is a safe three hundred. Very cool. Okay, that is awesome. Thank you so much for that. All right. Well, this has been great, and I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Yeah, Harlan. Uh, thank you. I, I've enjoyed our conversation. Absolutely, and we'll check in back back with you and see how things are going. World domination is is coming, so we'll uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure you're out there. Getting it. Very cool. All righty. Good stuff. All right, listeners, hope you guys are taking a lot of notes, a lot of good information here. Definitely check out the website. Again, 247VA, that's the number 20, spell out F-O-U-R, the number 7VA.com. All right. And uh, share this uh, episode with your family, friends, colleagues, any small to mid-sized businesses you know that are looking for a virtual assistant, make sure you share this episode with them, uh, point them to the website and stick around because there's always more coming. That's it for me, Coach Harlan saying so long for now.